Help, I got a Mac podcast episode number 50. <laughs> uh, that was good. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Help I Got a Mac. Cliff Ravenscraft here. And Chris Biting is taking the night off. He, well, actually, he's not taking the night off. He's working like a slave over there at that startup company called Share This. And today we have a bunch of people joining us to fill his shoes. All right, folks. Just like I said, his shoes are just that big. That's right. Whenever Chris is gone, we have to fill the place to to fill the void that's there. And of course, the voice you just heard, everybody, is Chef Mark Tafoya, a podcaster as well, and happens to be voted for the best ever podcast in food and drink category in the 2008 Podcast Awards. Congratulations, Chef Mark. Uh, thanks. I don't. I haven't oh, wait, won wait, yet. Oh wait, wait. I'm sorry. Nominated. Nominated. So sorry. So sorry. Plus, I don't think it, I don't think best ever is in there anywhere. It's it, just. I just think it's just best. I think it. Yes. I think it's just best. You're right. <laughs> we can add the ever. That's that's very like elementary school of you. Because uh, remember when we were kids, we'd say, "Oh, it's the best ever." That's right. That's right. Well, welcome to the show, <laughs> Chef Mark. Thank you for stepping in at the last minute. It's awesome to have you here. Want to introduce Sorry, some other folks? We have Jeff Powers, somebody I've not even spoken to before, but we have brought Jeff in at the last minute. He has a podcast called Geekazine. Jeff, welcome to the show. Thank you very much. I'm glad to be here. So tell me about this podcast that you do, Geekazine. What is that? Well, Geekazine is a, well, I do many different podcasts. I, I have two main ones. One's called the Geekazine Weekly Podcast, which I, uh, I record on Tuesday for Wednesday consumption. And then I do what's called the Geekazine uh, Quickcast, in where there's uh, several different uh, topics that we talk about. Like, for instance, this week uh, on Monday, we, we, we run down the tech history of the week of what's happened in the past and of course it's called week in tech history on tuesdays i've been doing a special segment called technology and politics where we basically run over the uh the idea of uh, can a politician win in this day and age without technology on their side and then on thursday we do uh one topic five minutes and then uh just a whole bunch of uh different things in in between we also run so you're one of those guys one of those guys that just podcast all the time I'd, I'd love to podcast all the time, but not, not, not. No, tell, you know. you're one of those guys. <laughs> I'm, I'm yeah. just giving you a hard time, Jeff. I, I, I'm one of those guys. Yeah, if I can find a way to do it 24/7, I will. <laughs> well, there you go. In search of. Very <laughs> exactly. cool. Now, how long have you been a back user? Um, I've been well. Technically, I've been a Mac user since uh, the Mac Classic. Since the first Mac that was introduced, uh, we had, uh, I was going, at the time I was going to high school and they, we were one of the high schools that actually got switched over. Uh, we had an all Atari 800 lab and, uh, and Apple came in and just retrofitted everything and, and, and actually it's not retrofitted, but fitted everything with, uh, with new Macs. I've, uh, I've went, when I went through college, I, I ran through Macs. I was, I was a music major, so we did a lot of Mac work there. And then, uh, and then I kind of dropped it for a few years because I, I kind of got a, a job over at you know Microsoft, 
and uh, actually contract is, uh, for Microsoft. And then uh, and then I picked it back up about four or five years ago, and so, uh, I've been living in both worlds since. So you've been a Mac user for a while. I'm going to ask you if you wouldn't mind. There's a little volume button on the bottom left hand of the chat window, Jeff, um, that makes a little ding every time somebody does a chat message. If you wouldn't mind muting that, that'd be awesome. I want to also I want to uh, invite Tommy Klein into the conversation. Tommy, tell me about your use of the Mac, sir. My um, use of the Mac, I've pretty much uh, grown up on one. It was the first computer I ever used. And uh, in high school, we weren't, we didn't switch completely, but our computer lab did have a couple of Macs that I tended to uh, drift towards. And uh, my family owns a printing business where we do graphic design and layout. So uh, we have uh, five iMacs in our uh, in our office. So we we use them quite a bit, and they're a big part of our lives at home and at work. Very so. cool. And I want, of course, I want to welcome back to this uh, show, Carell. And Carell is somebody who used to work at an Apple retail store, helping people get introduced to the Mac. Carell, welcome back to the show. Hello, Carell. <laughs> Did we lose Carell? She no. might have muted herself by accident. I, I hear her going back and forth. Anyway, Carell is still on the line, and eventually, I think probably sometime during the show, she might pop in here. So anyway, uh, this week, of course, like I said, we have Chris, who is in the chat room with us for episode number 50, but he was not able to join us because he's working on some stuff for his uh, company over there. They've got some stuff going on. But of course, we have some news that we want to talk about. We want to share with the people out there who are very much interested in all things Apple-related. And I guess the first topic of the evening that I want to bring up is the topic of uh, AT&T free Wi-Fi. Somebody want to start us off with that conversation? How about you, Mark? What do you think about it? Yeah. um, Well, I mean, I just I got a text message all of a sudden uh, a few days ago saying, like, all of a sudden AT&T has decided to allow uh, iPhone users to get their, you know, to pick up the Wi-Fi in all of their hotspots which, of course, is mostly in um, Starbucks, which, you know, I think is kind of cool. Uh, I don't drink Starbucks. I, I sort of am really against Starbucks as a company. But, hey, if I really need to use Wi-Fi, I'm going to duck into a Starbucks. I think the only thing you have to do is you have to, once you um, ping it, I think it you have to do some kind of sign-in or it gives you a, a word or something that you've got to enter so that it acknowledges uh, you enter your uh, You enter your phone number. Ah, there exactly. Yeah, so you enter your phone number, so they know who's using the service. I think that's it. I don't. I think aside from that, you don't have to s- sign up for a separate account or anything. Tommy, have you have you used this free Wi-Fi yet? Uh, yeah, I have. It's. Um, I, I, I'm I'm with Mark. I don't go to Starbucks either. I'm not a big coffee drinker, but um, the big one for me was McDonald's because uh, I don't know if anybody else has had this problem with an iPhone. You go to somewhere that says uh, Wi-Fi available here. And you didn't pay attention to see that it didn't say free Wi-Fi. It just says that it's available. And then when you get in, you try to log on to something, and it directs you straight to a log-on screen where I don't have the information to log in for. But now yeah, it it's like just the only ones at the airport where you have to pay. Exactly. Now it just comes up with your phone number. You log on with that, and you're good to go. So and are you saying that McDonald's also has this, IT, um, this AT&T? Yeah, it's, it's anywhere where it's AT&T Wi-Fi, and um, there's tons of places in the area. There's lots of, uh, I believe it's all McDonald's, all Starbucks, uh, several other chains. 
And then anywhere else that offers AT&T Wi-Fi, uh, you can also log in. That, that could be you know any random place or public places. Yeah. All right, I so believe that the McDonald's is regional. It depends on where you are in the area. But with Starbucks, I think Starbucks is exclusive with AT&T, aren't they? Or Oh, yeah. no, no. They, they sometimes have T-Mobile. But anyway, a lot of the Starbucks have AT&T. Very cool. So does anybody know that or know if that's only for the iPhone itself? Yes. I yes. believe it is. So if you take your laptop into Mac- McDonald's, even though you've got a cell phone with AT&T and, or your iPhone with AT&T, does that mean that I can't get onto my laptop with the Wi-Fi there? Right. It's tied yeah. to your phone number. Gotcha. You have uh-huh. to answer your so phone number you to verify. Nice net share, you can uh, tether it, huh? That's exactly what I was about ready to say next. <laughs> now, but see, if we say it out loud, then they're gonna they're gonna have measures to stop that. <laughs> I, actually, I don't think they can. I, I don't think there's any way for them to find out whether or not you know when you're at, at a at a hot spot whether or not you have that running. It it's just not. I don't think it's gonna be possible. Not unless Steve flips the switch. Yeah, the, the if, yeah. If they flip the switch to 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 erase that off of my iPhone, then then they've made an enemy. Yeah, they have. <laughs> and you don't want Cliff as an enemy. That's right, man. <laughs> I'm ten people strong in my community. <laughs> <laughs> no doubt. Oh goodness. So seriously, that that's I guess that's good I, for me. I. Any is, does anybody out there is who who in the call here is going to benefit from this? Anybody? I don't think. Uh, I, I, would. I, think I would. Yeah, I gotta say I would. Okay, so you, I, I think I'll use it. Okay, good. I definitely won't benefit from it. Okay, uh, see, I'm on. Uh, Jeff, tell me why you won't benefit from it. Well, to begin with, I don't have an iPhone. Oh well, um, there you go. I uh, I actually have an HTC that runs through AT and T. So when uh, when it comes time for me to go to Starbucks, which I'll probably never do in my life, uh, I'll rather go to a, a real coffee shop. But if I do have to stop into a Starbucks, I'll probably end up having to pay for it. And at that point, I'm, I'll I'll make a ruckus. Okay, very cool. So um, yeah, for me, I, I don't use Wi-Fi very often, if at all, when I'm out in public. I, I typically tell the thing not to ask me to join networks. And if I can remember, I usually go into settings and turn the Wi-Fi off. But then I always forget to do it, turn it back on when I get home. So it depends on how far I'm going to be away from my charging station. But I, I'm glad to hear that you guys, some of you out there, are going to benefit from this. That, that, that's good. I mean, it, fr- free anything is is always a lot of fun when you don't have to pay for something. And you can use something to be productive. Um, and Except for the fact that you're already paying all that money to AT&T to begin with. <laughs> well, that's right. I mean, it, it, it's, that's what I'm saying. It, it, it's, it's not free. <laughs> well, the fact that it's, that it's free in the sense that you're getting something that other people aren't. For example, like somebody who does not have an iPhone. An added but, bonus. But, but also does have AT&T. Right. So, so, there, are, so there, there is a benefit to owning an iPhone and... and uh, I'm proud to say that I have one. I, I I like my iPhone, especially with some other stuff that we're going to be talking about here soon. Yeah. Well, I always I always thought that uh, that Apple would uh, finally pick up the ball and, and listen to a lot of people that really wanted a iPhone that actually had a slide out keyboard, such as myself, where you have a little bit of a raised button action going there. You know, I have no need for a a, a regular keyboard. Once you use a virtual one, I I really don't I don't have any problems with it. I, I could. 
if we could get rid of the autocorrect, uh, that might be a feature I'm looking for. But other than that, I, I mean, it's a whiz compared to texting on any other phone I've been on or writing out emails. Yeah. So much faster. Yeah, I, I I must admit the the only the only drawback to the software keyboard that I I have personally is is the actual auto correction and and for me I don't even mind the auto correction but I wish that if you wanted it to auto correct when it like suggests a word that instead of having to push the X to make it go away having to push the you know the little suggested text to actually correct the word that would be much better. Or if and it would give about, you more than one suggestion. just learn the words that you use a lot? Yeah, no doubt. Like, it does, actually. It does it. learn the words. Yeah, yeah that's it right. it learn the words pretty well. Certain words that it does not learn. My, my screen name is Remarkable Palette, and it does not learn that word. <laughs> I've typed that hundreds of times on the phone, and it hasn't learned it. We'll call Steve up for you, Chef Mark, and we will have a special update to the software just for you. Yeah, it's for the remarkable. To, I, I, I know I've heard other people say that, that it hasn't worked for them also with certain words, but for the most part, what it's supposed to be do is after you type the word in and hit X three times, it then remembers it. Huh. That, and also a little... You stand uh, on your head and hold your nose at the same time. Though. Exactly. There that's, you what go. that's what you forgot, Mark. A little rumor uh, about the 2.2 software is that that's going to be corrected. You will be able to go into settings and turn off auto-correction. That is awesome. Tell me, tell me more about the rumors of 2.2. Well, uh, I sent you an email earlier this week uh, pretty much explaining why your app didn't get accepted into the App Store. Uh, and that's because uh, basically I, I, I don't know the specifics if it's going to be downloading podcasts. Like say you listen to GSPN and you want to get up the latest episodes, but you haven't synced up with your computer. Uh, you can, over the, where, over the wire, download more podcasts. And I'm not sure if that's going to be streaming or if it's going to be through Wi-Fi, but it looks like it's, it's going to be streaming episodes. Yeah, it, it seems to me, and of course, if you go to gspn.tv slash forum and look at iPhone 2.2 rumor in the Help I Got a Mac section, there is a link to the story online and also a screen capture where it shows a, like a, a sample of MacBreak Weekly where there are three episodes already, you know, downloaded into the iPhone. And then it says get more episodes. And I would assume that that's probably going to be available over Wi-Fi and probably not Edge and 3G, just knowing Apple. And my, my assumption, and of course we all know what happens when you assume, but my assumption would be that it's going to down, physically download those via Wi-Fi, and hopefully, if they if they get their act together, maybe even sync back. That would be excellent. What you've already listened to and stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that so that you if know, you go ahead, Mark. Well, here's a thought. Here's a question. What do you think? Do you think that it's it's pressure from AT and T that's stopping a lot of that, that they're making it so that you can only do through a Wi-Fi connection or through a hard sync, because I think our, that they're worried that once you start to be able to do it over Edge or over 3G, that people will be, that the, just the enormous amounts of data that's going to be transferred. Yeah, absolutely. Well, well, that's why the iTunes store on the iPhone, you can only purchase music. That's why you can't purchase videos or podcasts, because you're basically, you know, your unlimited access is not unlimited as far as they're concerned. If you start using over a certain amount, they will let you know from what I understand. Yeah, rate limit you. Yeah. Yeah, and, and here's the deal. I mean, gosh, the, with an hour... Which is against the 
still they do it. Yeah, it, it an hour and a half podcast can easily eat up you know eighty megabytes, and so eighty megabytes over the edge network or or three uh, G network that 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 does put a little bit of wear and tear on 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 you know the expected usage of that network. Now I think as time goes on, it, I I think what we're experiencing now with um, with this 3G and the edge networks that we have on these cell phones is exactly what we faced back in the early days of AOL. You know, where we used oh, to have yes. to pay, you know, eight we bucks an hour. We made that huge jump from 14.4 to 28.8. <laughs> exactly. That's exactly what's happening. And, and all of a sudden it's like, okay, if you're going to be online for more than three hours, it's going to cost you like 50 bucks a month. Yeah. No, that'll eventually work out, but it's still kind of annoying when they 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 advertise it like crazy as unlimited. They tell you it's unlimited, uh but then somewhere deep 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 down in the in the fine print or even not even in the fine print. They just, you know, they just do little things that that force you off, that that, that sign you off or bump you um in order to, you know, when they recognize that some of their heavy users are, you know, taking it at face value and using unlimited. Uh I just find that that a bad business practice. It is. It is. I, I agree. And, and it, I think it's something that people are going to continually uh, voice their opinions about until eventually things get changed. And, and I, I think at least at, at this rate, I think the adoption of these companies to understand the needs of their clients is, is happening faster than it has in the past. Because, because the thing is, is we're able to communicate and we're able to spread the word about how we we're able to we can do, you know, 50,000 strong against AT&T uh, Facebook group, you know, and, and stuff like that these days. <laughs> that really worked for the bailout. For the and who? The bailout. Oh, yeah. So, well, and corporations and uh, politicians are, are very fearful of all the new media that's out there because just one person with a voice can put a message out there to thousands and thousands of people and it's not regulated it's not a new, you're not a news station if i go out and say tweet you know 20,000 people and say hey i i don't like this politician this is why and i can make up any rumor i can badmouth them as much as i want and there's really nothing that they what are they going to do sue me and take my you know meager earnings <laughs> and no no they're they're not going to hear a black a helicopter TV. show up up there <laughs> But a TV station or a, or a, a news station, they you know there's someone who can lose their butt if if somebody makes a statement that's not correct. Right. So. Yeah. The ability for us normal people to create a rumor and spread it online, it can get around just as quickly as the main media, mainstream media these days, and uh, it's hard stamping that out or or um, basically you know getting anybody in trouble for doing such a thing. I mean, look at Steve Jobs. Uh, uh, his heart attack, you know, that's same same thing. It made Apple's stock go down. I mean, that's well, his heart attack that didn't happen. We should yeah, say. exactly. I mean, that's pretty powerful for one person to put out there, and you know, people lose money all across the country. That's what gave me a heart attack. Say that again, Jeff. His non-heart attack actually gave me a heart attack. And, and what do you mean by that? <laughs> the stock went down. Are you down? heavily wow. invested in Apple? He must own some Apple. <laughs> <laughs> He's got his entire portfolio in Apple. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's not good. Diversify, One thing I'm my friend. About Cliff with the whole uh, <laughs> podcast downloading deal on the 2.2 software is I'm what I'm hoping that it's not is I'm hoping it's not just over your Wi-Fi. Like 
basically it's going to sync up to your computer when you're within range of your Wi-Fi. Oh, I yeah, can, that would stink. Yeah, because, I mean, I, you know, that would be, I, I believe, that would be pretty easy for them to do. But I would really like to, be able to, you know, if I'm out of state or, you know, I travel a lot. So when I'm out of town, I don't have a, a computer. My, my phone is my computer. So if I don't sync up before I leave, you know, I'm missing out on whatever content that I wanted to listen to throughout the week. But if I could just pop into a Starbucks or Mickey D's and download a couple of my favorite podcasts, that would be very cool. That would be extremely cool. You know, uh, just an update. Apple's development team actually sent me an email saying that I should resubmit my application for further review. Excellent. That's good news. Yeah, the only thing is is my developer won't return my emails now. That's not good. Enough. Yeah. So, uh, so double check if the email came from the development team or from the PR team. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. So, but next actually was the development team, and, and it, it appears that a lot of people who got rejection notices are getting emails to to state that you know, hey, resubmit your idea, and we'll we'll further look into it. Well, yeah, every idea is actually going to make them money. Well, it's nice to know that they're actually take you know taking you back into consideration too. That they didn't just snip you off and say we're done with you. Well, they did it first, and I think that they they got a little backlash, and I think they're they're reconsidering you know the iFart application now. <laughs> Thank God, because I really need that. <laughs> Who doesn't need the i whoopee cushion? I mean, come on. You know, I don't There's fart enough as it is. I've got to eat so many bad foods in order to to get the, the amount of farts that I need each day. Exactly. But you can't tell me there isn't one person that owns an iPhone that doesn't have at least one page or a half a page dedicated to stupid, useless applications, but they're funny or they're cute or somebody will get a kick out of it, you know, so on and so forth. Yeah. yeah. And hey, they, br- they did bring back the phone saver, you know. That's true. New and improved. New and improved. And, and, and properly licensed this time. Yeah, with a nice flash screen on the front telling you to buy a video game. Carell, did you ever well, make but- it back? Yes, yes, I'm here. Okay. So, uh, Carell, let me ask you this. Do you have any use do you have an iPhone? I do, yes. All right. Tell me what are some of the applications that you're using? Are, do you have any frivolous ones that that are just there just to show people just some silly things your iPhone can do? I have a lot of frivolous ones that I <clears throat> excuse me, that I purchased. I don't always keep them all on the phone. Okay. Um, the the more cowbell one I thought was hilarious. Oh yes, the more cowbell is a very good one. <laughs> and um, other, I'm that one and the one that looks like a lighter flickering so that you're at a concert eighty style. Oh yeah, yeah that the because. the concert lighting. Now, do you have the official Zippo one? That's excellent. I was just going to say that. No, I didn't know there was an official Zippo one. Yeah, it's for free. You go and check it out. And it's in the, that's one of my favorite things to do is occasionally just open up the app store on the iPhone and mm-hmm. and browse through the top 25 and top 50 free applications. And I used to do that a lot, but I found it very tempting. <laughs> You'll find everything you need within those 50 applications usually. And a lot of things I don't need. <laughs> yeah, you're right. A whole lot of things you don't need. <laughs> I, I actually took a uh, took the picture from the I Am Rich application. Uh-huh. And, and I just have the screenshot in my 
pictures on my iPhone. So if I want to look like I have the application, I can just pull it up. That is cool. That is a smart cookie right there. It's much less expensive that way, too. <laughs> that is so funny. So um, I, I, I guess what I'd like to do now is, is if you guys don't mind, I'd like to say, okay, it's been a while since we've done a, done a roundup of, of really fun or useful iPhone applications. And I'd like to ask you guys to, to flip open your iPhones if you have one and, and just kind of share. We'll go in circles uh, one at a time here. Uh, I want to share a, a game that I think, if I'm not mistaken, it was Chris last week told me about called Jelly Car. I love that game. It's excellent. Tell us about Jelly Car, Tom. Jelly Car is uh, it's a is it a physics based game? Yes. Where basically you are, uh, everything's kind of animated too. It looks almost like a kid's drawing, and uh, you start off as you're a, you're a little kind of looks like a rough VW bug, and you cruise along and you go through little obstacles, and it squishes your car and squirts your car and flings your car across the room. And then you can also tap on the car twice, and it'll it'll enlarge. So there's certain areas where you need to be a bigger car so that a, a hook can grab you or whatever the case may be. But it's it's a very very simple game, but uh, very addictive. Also, it's, it's just uh, a really cool idea. Yeah, and it, it is physics based, and you have to. It's kind of like strategy. You have to you have to actually say, okay, how am I going to get from point A to point B with this obstacle in my way? And gravity all plays into it and everything else. And there's another application. Has anybody heard of Trace? Yeah, same different, same thing, basically. I, is that from the same designers or developers? You know, I, I, I don't know if, the, if it is or not. It wouldn't surprise me. But uh, I'll tell you, Trace is my favorite game by far on the iPhone. Yeah, I've been, it's got so much content in it, too. It really has a lot. There's a lot to the game. A ton. A ton, and so if if you guys haven't add if you haven't um, added those applications yet, you definitely want to do that. Now, um, anybody else have any useful or fun applications? Who wants to go next? I really oh. like Shazam. Shazam, oh. tell us about Shazam. Shazam is when a song comes on the radio and you go, "That's so cool! I need to know." who it is and what's the name of the song and you hold your iPhone up to it and it tells you. It listens to the song and identifies it for you. And it's, it's amazingly sn- accurate. Midori. I'm sorry? Slightly snazzier than Midori, which does a similar thing. Oh, Midori, right, right. Midori uh, has a... Midomi will actually do it from your own singing or humming also. Uh, Shazam right. is just for recordings, but... Um, it's amazingly accurate and a lot of fun to play with. I'm surprised that uh, that uh, somebody hasn't gotten sued off of that. Wasn't that a Verizon thing at, at first? Yeah, actually, Verizon has the same. They have a. I think it's called Get It Now or something to that effect. Uh, my girlfriend's got a chocolate, and it uh, it has a similar feature to Shazam. But I think there's way more than one out there, so. Yeah, Shazam is very cool. I, I know that my wife and kids are using it all the time, and and uh, so it's a great idea to be able to, to check out some of those songs. The only thing I wish that Shazam could do to improve their application is to have the ability to do the little sound clip recording when you have no connections, so, and then have the ability to then go and tag that music when you do have a connection. Oh, that would be way cool. That would be very awesome. Hey, everybody. Oh, it would just be like a... There's another um, 
uh, application, which we, 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 I'm sure we'll talk about in a minute, that you could use to sort of do a workaround. Exactly. And so before we talk about that, uh, I want to welcome our wonderful and highly esteemed co-host, the official co-host of the Help I Got a Mac, Chris Biting. Yes. Hey, Hi, what's Chris. up, guys? Hey, Chris. Hello. What's going on? Hello, hello. Does that mean we all have to leave now? No, 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 no. Not at all. <laughs> Chris, did you get everything done, man? Uh, I got it to a point where someone with, who makes a lot more money than me makes a decision, and then I adjust it based off that uh, email. Very cool, man. So uh, welcome to episode number 50 of our show. I know. Uh, I think the episode now qualifies for a discount at the movies. <laughs> you can also join uh, AARP. Yes. The American yeah, and Association of Tired Podcasts. And we're all going to go to Golden Corral at 430 tomorrow and start eating on a discount. There we go, <laughs> man. Just mention GSPN <laughs> as your promo code. Uh, so, Chris, you've been listening to us. What's your favorite iPhone application that's going on right uh, now? Mine is, is an oldie but a goodie, and it's AOL Radio. Okay. I, I just love the fact that uh, my, you know, my Wi-Fi works pretty well in my yard. And I love the fact that I could just be in my yard, like doing work or whatever, and listen to, uh, you know, like an all 90s channel or an all Dave Matthews channel or something like that. And it sounds fine. It sounds great. And, um, you know, I've only got a four gig Phil Schiller limited edition iPhone classic. So the fact that I can listen to the streaming audio and not have uh, a bunch of stuff on my iPhone is awesome. Well, and have you played with last? He has I a- have. Yeah, I, Last FM's okay. I just, I just find uh, AOL Radio's got exactly the stuff I want to listen to. Very cool. Very cool. Well, I'll tell you what. I want to mention an application that Chef Mark was alluding to uh, there a minute ago. And it is something I'm going to do an entire episode of Podcast Answer Man on. But I, I, can't, I cannot not share that with you now because it is so amazing, so awesome. And it is uh, by a company named Griffin, G-R-I-F-F-I-N. They make excellent iPhone, iPod accessories and have been around for a very long time. And I was they, wondering if that was the same company. It is, it is. And they made what I think to date is the best iPhone application in my opinion. What's that? It is called iTalk. And it takes the standard microphone. What's that, Mark? That it describes Cliff perfectly. Exactly. I talk. <laughs> it takes the standard. I actually tested that. Oh, sorry. All right. It, I, it ta- I, I, Go ahead. <laughs> I, I actually tested that out today because I wanted to have an idea of how well it worked before the podcast. You read my mind every time, Cliff. How do you do that? I don't know. So what do you think? I really like it. It I is amazing. I really like it. The interface looks a lot like um, the visual voicemail interface. Yeah, so it does. It's what is it? It's familiar and it's easy to use. Oh, it's a voice recorder. Well, oh. let, let, me, let me go into this a little bit further. Because or a podcast recorder. <laughs> that's exactly what I would say. Is it's more of a podcast <laughs> recorder. recorder. <laughs> Here, here's the situation, folks. There are a lot of voice recorders out there. And, of course, what they do is they allow you to, uh, most of them allow you to sync 
your voice recordings between your iPhone and via Edge and 3G or Wi-Fi. They'll allow you to sync that wirelessly to their servers and Jot will allow you to do. The thing is to keep those, to be able to sync those easily, these things are being compressed down to almost nothing, like 32 kilobits, just absolutely sound horrendous to keep the file size uh, low. Now, what the difference between all of those applications and iTalk is, is this thing is not compressing the heck out of the application or the, the recording. You have three settings. There is good, better, and best or whatever it is. I, I, I can't think off the top of my yeah, head. Yeah, that's it. Is that what that's it is? It. Uh-huh. Yeah, it is. And good, I would say, was not very good. Good is not that great. But here's the, here's the deal. If you put it on best... Five minutes is going to be 25 megabyte file. And of course, wow. I, I recorded a good solid 30 minute podcast episode using my iPhone, and it was still only around 128 megs, which is not bad. Now, here's the thing. Yeah, I have a six minute and 47 second recording on here. There was only 34 megabytes. Exactly. But the thing is, is this thing's taking the audio from this little tiny microphone and it is recording it in pristine quality compared, you know, compared to what you're actually using to physically record it. And it the it also has this built in adjustment for limiting the audio so it does not peak. So it has this automatic gain control, but it's not just automatic gain. Well, you don't see it. It happens in the background. Oh, okay. It's smarter than me. Exactly, and so yeah, and, and, and I don't. I, it, it's smarter than all of us, actually. So I expect my computers to be smarter than me. That's right. So I was at church this weekend. My president candidates to be smarter than me, but oh, sorry, never mind. I know this is not. A- <laughs> <laughs> so I was at church this weekend, and um, I'll tell you what I'm going to do is since we're here in this episode, I am going to see if I can find this recording. If I can, uh, I'll tell you what, does anybody know, like when you have a wireless Bluetooth mouse, if it hasn't been used in a long time, why it takes forever for it to stop hesitating? It, uh, it's just like using a Bluetooth headset. It's got to recognize it. Oh man. It's frustrating. Cause it, it goes, you, you might be able to set it in the settings to not go to sleep. Okay. Or All something right. to that effect. So he, it'll he, wear down the. Here, listen. Take a listen to this. This is actually, and and don't judge the the sound of the people singing in my church, but uh, but listen to the audio quality of this recording, though. Let me uh, turn up the audio, and here you go. Okay, that wow. likes it. that was the internal microphone of my 3G. Wait, the internal? That wasn't That's using amazing. like the headset. That was the- yeah. I was gonna say, Cliff, if you use the uh, the headphones, I found especially if you're in a setting where you're in a large room or trying to record something that's farther away from you than a couple of feet, use your uh, plug your headphones in and just leave them hanging out of your shirt. Yeah. And it picks up everything. Well, and I mean everything. Well, same thing with the internal microphone. It, it was perfect. 
Yeah, wow. that was excellent quality. Now, here's the deal. If if I take in like some of my very high end recording equipment, you know, if I if I'd have to turn the gain way down and, and I mean, I can get a better sound than that even with some of my equipment. But the thing is, is all I did is I whipped this thing out, pushed record and it automatically took it down. I mean, there is it absolutely does not peak audio. That music that you just heard was very loud. And the percussion of those drums was just beaten like crazy, and this hey Cliff, thing recorded beautifully. <laughs> this uh, this totally uh, is uh, cheaper than that Ederall. Yeah, no doubt. <laughs> yeah. Now, in, in, now here's the thing: in the long run, it's not going to be nearly as good quality as a professional recorder. But what I see this as is being a great quick solution to hey, I don't have my recording equipment with me, but I do want to record something. A field mic. There, I can see it really being useful. You know, the, the really funny thing about that about that comment is, no matter what the recording is, you could have because a lot of the stuff that was made in the in the forties, fifties, sixties were actually made in churches. You know, uh, it, if you ever watched the movie That Thing You Do, they recorded the song from a church, and uh, it would, and of course that's of course fictional because they tend to have pretty good acoustics in churches. Yeah, they have good acoustics, but the, 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 the bottom line is anything that was recorded in the 50s and 60s is pretty much that same quality minus the compression ratio and all that other techie stuff. So yeah. uh, when they brought it into today, they actually digitally remastered it. Well, of course, this is digital. So you've got to digitally remaster digitally, you know, something from an iPhone. So I wouldn't be to- too surprised if somebody took uh, an iPhone, they took a song... Or, or recorded a song, took it home, put it into their computer, put it into Pro Tools or something like that, changed out all the frequencies, and brought together something that actually could be considered uh, something high quality. Well, here's here's the thing I also. Think that's how the uh, I, I heard you guys talking about uh, iPhone software 2.2. Uh, rumor has it that they are opening up um, the the core audio that's in the iPhone app to to allow better quality mics and stuff through the 30 pin port on the bottom. Awesome. So that might it, it, it you know it plug well, are, does uh, that mean that they're going to have to have special microphones that have that 30 pin connector, or would there be an adapter that uses an XLR connector? <sighs> Probably an adapter, I would I would think. You know, if, that if would someone be great. if I could use my real mics, that would be amazing. Yeah, and yeah, I, think about it. you know this this. This allows the iPod Touch too to you know makes it a nice little recorder as well. I it uh, well you get, I mean everybody just heard the audio I played it, it fascinating. And just so you guys know that was not recorded in a church. Our church meets in a high school uh, a high school auditorium. So oh wow yeah they usually have horrible yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> Uh, let me just, you know, and I, I love this application, but before, you know, lest we just make it a pure love fest, I actually, you know, after I spoke with Cliff this afternoon, I went and did a bunch of field recordings out in New York City with it. And I tried, um, I used the headset for one, and I also used the, just the, the built-in um, spe- uh, microphone for one. And um, now I have the, the standard 16 gig iPhone. I don't have the 3G. So it could, and I know that Cliff, you had mentioned that the, the architecture of, of the, of the microphone is different, but I found that it did. There was a little bit of peaking, and of course, part of the the issue is that you know when you're walking down the street with that headphone, that that the actual microphone was like rubbing up against you know my my oh, neck. Yeah. Sure that that's part of it. Uh, but when I tried it with without that, then uh, my voice was a lot more distant. 
So I think it would probably be better to, you know, in the conditions you did, if it was going to be music in a enclosed space, it would be great to use the built-in one. But if you were going to do any kind of uh, dialogue, I would probably use the, the headset microphone. Right. Yeah, and, and I got a little bit dialogue. of peaking in it as well. I got a little bit of peaking. And it looks like this application is only free for a limited time, and it's at italksync.com. So I would say, you know, even if you're not planning on using it now, go ahead and download it. Because, uh, yeah, once it becomes like a $20 app, you're going to be like, oh, man, I should have got it. Yeah, no doubt. The sync, you actually have to go to the website and and download the second piece of the software, which is the part that that, uh, it's now available for Mac, and they say soon for PC. I bet you as soon as they have the PC part ready is when they're going to start charging for it. Oh, yeah. Um, Yeah, exactly. but, um, But the idea there being that you need to have both running and and the shared Wi-Fi connection in order to download the recordings. Now, Cliff, were you able to figure out if you're able to do it through through this through the regular sync? No, you're not. No, it's it's only through There's their software. There's no way of doing it. No. Okay. No, not at all. So, but but it, trust me, it's it's not a big deal. I downloaded the software. I I drug it right off the phone onto my desktop, and I basically loaded a, loaded it up in some editing software and converted it to MP3. And uh, most people can just do it. Just drag it into your iTunes and hit convert to MP3 and you're good to go. And what I think is great is not just for podcasters, but for people who listen to podcasts who are out on the road listening to an episode of a show and they want to call in feedback. Forget the telephone. Just hit record. Record your feedback. And when you get home, drag it over your desktop and then and convert it to MP3 and then send it via email. Cliff, <laughs> do you really think people are going to do five steps? Well, some people will. Here's what we need to. What we need is audio good, files, Mike. We, we, we need a good quality Skype application for the iPhone. The Fring's oh, cool, but it's it's not it's not there for it, Skype at least. I used Fring for two days and I just got bored with it. Yeah, <laughs> that's how I felt about felt about Fring. Hey, Cliff, uh, another application that came out. Um, I think. Two or three weeks before I talked to, because I'm uh, I'm a huge app dork and I spend way too much time surfing for new apps. And if anybody wants, I, you know how they got rid of the you know view all free apps on iTunes. Well, um, now there's www.appshopper.com, uh-huh. and it, mm. you can filter it however you want. If you just want to see the new free ones that come in, you can do it that way. You can look at all of them. You can look at uh, just the ones that have been updated, uh, so on and so forth. So what I do is I, I buy apps whether I'm going to need them or not, and then, you know, usually a week or two later, you got to pay for them, and uh, I got a free app. But uh, the one that I found a, a few weeks ago was iDicto, I-D-C-T-O, okay. and uh, it's That's it's an unfortunate choice of name. All right, well, tell yeah. us about it, though. It's very similar to iTalk, where you can pick, uh, you know, good better and best, and uh, has this, it's, it's very easy to sync up also, so on. it's a real similar program, it's, but it's it's only 99 cents now in the App Store, even after it became a paid app, so. And, and what does it do? Everything that iTalk does, pretty much. It's uh, it's just a different interface, you know, something to check out if you're not a huge fan of iTalk, but they're both, I'm, I actually have both on my phone right now trying to decide which one to get rid of, so. Gotcha. I figured it was worth mentioning. Well, appshopper.com, that's the first I've heard of it, and I'm looking at it now, and it looks like a great site. Um, oh, it's excellent. It's yeah. very, Touch very Touch Arcade's nice. pretty good, too. 
What is it? Touch Arcade? Yeah, if, you're, if you like the games and stuff. I mean, they, they don't tell you what's free and what's not free, but they give you reviews. And generally, their reviews are spot on. It's made by the same guys that make MacRumors.com, so it's, it's good to go. Yeah, that's the only thing App Shopper is missing is uh, there aren't really any reviews. All right, AppShopper.com and Touch Arcade. And you can actually set up RSS feeds so that if you want, uh, like, uh, I found another cool app, free app, or free RSS reader on, uh, on the iPhone, and I just pop in the, the RSS feed, and it tells me exactly what free apps came up that day, and it's, you know, instead of getting on and surfing, makes it a little easier. Is it, has anybody played with Google Earth yet? Yes, excellent. Does it, is it a big yes, resource? Yes, Google Earth is very cool. Although like we basically already have it on our phone, uh, you know, it is, I like the fact that you can turn the iPhone and look at, you know, basically 3D mountain ranges and stuff like that. You go to the Grand Canyon and check out a, a valley. It's, uh, I, I thought that was a pretty cool feature. Very cool. I'm so, going to go get it right now. So I'll tell you what, um, we're already running right at 8 o'clock now. Um, I am going to go ahead and start shutting things down. Does anybody else have anything else they think that we definitely need to push right into this episode before we uh, pick things up next week? I got one I, more app recommendation. All right, so we're, we'll take Tommy next. Carell, go ahead. Okay, um, and this isn't about an application, but... Um, when you were introducing Jeff, Jeff, I noticed you said something about the intersection of technology and politics. I have this brilliant idea to improve voter turnout. All right. Okay. If if they can make a television that will know that you voted early and stop showing political ads, <laughs> then everybody will vote early. <laughs> no doubt. I was so proud of myself for voting early, and at first it felt really good, and then I got really irritated that I'm still seeing all these ads. So, just an idea. Maybe in the next four years it can happen. I think you now have to turn around and, and, and tell your friends and, and pressure your friends to vote and vote early. Yeah, I'm going. Oh, uh, I'm, I'm voting at like six thirty in the morning. Emily and I, who's Emily, who's voting for the very first time ever. Um, oh, man, that's awesome. And my mom, my mom's voting for the first time ever too, which is pretty oh, cool. Wow, but, uh, cool. We're going at six thirty. Hopefully, uh, the line won't be too long where we are, and then we're going to get some breakfast. So that is awesome. And of course, don't forget to vote every day between now and November sixth for <laughs> remarkable palate in the food and drink category. Hey, don't 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 make don't make it sound like I'm the one pimping. And <laughs> that's a sign. That's a sign of a professional, right there. That segue was beautiful. And, that was a nice segue. And the six podcasts that are nominated from GSPN.TV. All the details over at GSPN.TV. All right, Tommy. Vote early, vote often. That's right, exactly. Especially what is this, Chicago? <laughs> for, the, for the podcast awards, you're good to go. All right, so, um, Tommy, you have one last thing for us before we wrap up? Yeah, I, I have a, a new favorite app that should, should be on everybody's uh, front page as far as I'm concerned. It's uh, super simple. It's free. They have a free and a pro version, but the free version is really all you need. Uh, it's called Instapaper. I don't believe you've talked about it before. I've not heard of it. Tell us about it. Oh, really? Okay. This will be ex- uh, particularly interesting to anybody who owns an iTouch or a, a Touch instead of a, an iPhone. 
<clears throat> and what it does is uh, it takes a little bit of setup, a little more than I like to mess with, but I took the time and did it and was very glad that I did. Uh, basically, you set up a bookmark in any, any browser, but, you know, the one that you use the most, and you also set up a bookmark on the iPhone. Okay. And what it does is whenever you're checking out, and you know, who hasn't been in a situation where they're, they're looking at, they're reading an interesting article on a blog or, or whatever, and you, uh, you know, you got to go, you got you to gotta shut the iPhone down, you got to quit reading. Well, you hit the bookmark, and it instantly saves it to instapaper.com, which you have a log on, and you can get on in, on instapaper.com, read any of your saved articles at any time, or you can hit it on the iPhone, update when you do have a Wi-Fi connection or on an iPhone, you know, pretty much any time as long as you have a connection. And uh, then you can view it offline, and it's pretty much the full website with uh, pictures and everything. Yeah, and cool. um, if you get the pro version, it's got a feature where you can tilt the iPhone and it'll scroll for you. So you don't have to sit there and scroll through news articles. It'll do that. So if you want to be really, really lazy, it'll do it for you. <laughs> that is awesome. Well, hey, I want to say thank you to uh, Jeff Powers, uh, Mark Tafoya, uh, our good friend Carell, Tommy, and Chris. Thanks for hanging out with us, man. No problem. I got my work done. Awesome. I'm Fast. so glad. We'll Just see for you guys. We'll see you next week, right? Yep. All right. We'll talk to you all then. See ya. Bye.